0: I'm Sammy Lucas, and I'm Romantically Challenged. Would you date a guy over 45 who's never married or had kids? I guess there's arguments for and against. For, he's got no baggage, no complicated relationship with an ex, he'd have more time for you. Against, he's a commitment phobe or a playboy. All of the above, of course, are assumptions, and ridiculous. I heard a saying recently that I really, really love. Do not judge my story based on the chapter you walked in on. It's good, isn't it? And it's so true. Why are we so quick to make assumptions about people when we don't know anything about them? That's why for this episode, I'm really looking forward to my chat with single Melbourne firefighter, Paul. He's 54, never married, no kids, and this is is his story.
1: Here's Paul. Hi, my name's Paul, 54 years of age. No kids, haven't been married. I'm actually a father to one big puppy dog, who keeps me very, very busy at the moment. Work in the emergency services for Fire Rescue Victoria. Enjoy fishing, any sort of boating really, anything to do with the snow, and travelling. And cooking is one of my passions as well. Our ideal partner would have to have similar values, look after themselves, and just be funny and laugh at my silly jokes. Dating in my 40s and 50s is very different to when I was younger obviously with all the internet apps. And if you want to impress me, just be yourself. My life motto is, if you can do it and you can afford to do it, don't hesitate to do it. You only have one life to live.
0: Well, so great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining me.
1: No worries. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, let's get straight into it. You're in your early 50s, never married, no kids. You're a firefighter. You're a good looking fella. I've seen a photo of you. You also cook and you love dogs. So how often do you get the million dollar question, why aren't you married?
1: probably, uh, whenever I meet new people, actually, it's like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you married? I'm like, Well, I don't know. Honestly, don't know. I just guess I haven't met the right person.
0: People make all kinds of assumptions. And this is why I'm so keen to have this chat with you, because I get it as well. Different gender, same situation, around the same age, never married, no kids. Do you get as sick and tired as I do of people making assumptions about your oh. position? In life,
1: yeah, definitely. It's um, you feel like making some sob story up sometimes just to shut people up because some of them just keep digging and digging. Well, what's wrong with you? Where, well, where have you been? Who have you met? Well, I just haven't met the right person. Simple.
0: But I think here's the big difference between you and me. As an unmarried woman at my age, people either make the assumption that I've just had my fair share of bad relationships, or I think the more common assumption is that I'm too picky. But I think when it's a man, an older guy, not married, no kids, the assumption is that he's a playboy or he's a commitment phobe. Yeah. So what would you what would you say to those?
1: Uh, maybe a commitment phobe first. So definitely I don't want to jump in head first. I've done that before and hurt myself, as in emotionally. Yeah, I do stand back a little bit and don't want to jump in too quickly. Definitely.
0: I think when you add into the mix in your case, I know you've spent half your life working as a ski instructor and the other half as a firefighter. It somehow adds weight to the playboy theory uh, <laughs> that perhaps you've kind of, you know, lived your life in the fast lane or you've left this trail of broken hearts in your wake. Do you think you, you are or ever have been a playboy?
1: Uh, no, I don't put myself in that category at all, although a lot of friends and a lot of people do. And I'm probably quite the opposite, to be honest. Um, yeah, I like to go out and have fun. There's no doubt about that. You know, I have a lot of toys, but definitely don't go around sleeping with as many people as possible. Well, I do have the playboy lifestyle, but not the relationships because, yeah, I'm a bit picky, I guess.
0: I want to come back to this later, but for now I want to go back a little bit and find out a bit more about you and your kind of relationship status and history. So what's your relationship history?
1: long time before I had the first girlfriend, uh, probably 20s, and then that lasted for a couple of years. Then I got engaged when I was 35, thereabouts, and I was engaged for about five or six years. And then since then, the last 15 years, the longest relationship I've had has probably been about 12, 18 months.
0: You mentioned your engagement. Can we talk about it a little bit? Yeah, of course. Why didn't you end up getting married?
1: Um started to drift apart and then I figured out something was going on and she was actually having an affair. On Christmas morning, I received a text from her, which basically said, now that I'm a single girl, I hope you can all uh, help me out and set me up with a hot bloke. And I'm like, well, I didn't know you were single, but I'll give you what you want for Christmas. See ya.
0: What do you mean? She sent you a message saying, can you set me up with a hot guy?
1: Yeah, I got the message. And then when I got home, I said, What the hell's the go with this message? And she goes, Oh, I didn't mean to send it to you. It was supposed to go to my girlfriends.
0: Okay. So she broke up with you, sent a text message to all her friends asking her on Christmas morning to set her up with other people. And you were the last to know.
1: Yes. I knew things weren't good. And then, yeah, Christmas morning, got text message. And she said, oh, I wasn't supposed to go to you. It was supposed to go just to my girlfriends. I'm like, Yeah, I don't believe that.
0: Wow. How many years ago was that? uh
1: let me think that was about 12 or 13 years ago
0: what did that experience teach you i guess trust would be a pretty big issue for you
1: definitely trust is a big thing i always a bit wary i guess that's why a little bit commitment phobic as well try and find out about people but uh yeah trust is probably my number one thing having to be able to trust someone is massive yeah until you get to know someone that's the hard thing how do you trust someone if you don't know them that well but you've got to get to know them to trust them that makes sense
0: Trust is such a big issue in a relationship and I totally get where you're coming from because once it's happened to you where you find out your partner's been unfaithful, it really takes a lot to be able to build trust again with anyone.
1: hundred oh, yeah. percent does. Like I was, when you were just saying trust, I'm just shaking my head going, yep, that's exactly it. It's just that's what, yeah, that's what hurts, being able to trust someone. Um, and I guess when you're internet dating, a lot of people on the internet, they don't just have that one or two people they're chatting to, to try and figure out who they want to actually go out with. And I can't do that. If I meet one person, that's it. I'll meet one person and actually delete the app. Um, if it doesn't work out, I'll jump back on that, but I can't talk to two people at once.
0: So you're not into multi-dating?
1: No, I can't do that. It costs me too much money. I'm a tight ass. No, I'm not. It's, um, yeah, no, i just not into multi-dating So yeah, I don't think it's the right thing.
0: Did the experience with that engagement and the way it ended shape your view of marriage or relationships? Do you think you've been married shy ever since?
1: Definitely a little bit, but if I met the right person, i would tell you, I'd get married tomorrow.
0: So you haven't given up on the idea that you will still one day meet the one?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. My mum, she was she got remarried. She was in her forties, late forties, and she met someone at Christmas time. They caught up a couple of times before Easter and she got married in her birthday first week of May. No happy ever after.
0: Can we go back to the trust issue? Yep. I wanna know if you've overcome the the trust issues. Did you see a therapist? Have you kind of tried to intentionally work through it?
1: I did see a therapist when I was actually engaged. And he said to me, he said, oh, do you listen to music? I'm like, oh, a little bit. I'm not a music thinger, but I do like music. He's gone, I'm surprised you can hear it with all those alarm bells going on in the back of your head saying, get out of that relationship. Wow. I Like, yes, definitely, therapist. I just, To me, in the back of my mind, that's like, well, I don't need it, don't need it, don't need it. But sometimes it's like, well, do I? I mean, I've used them before through work, through when we've been to major incidents and fatalities and everything, we'll get someone to come out and have a good chat about everything. So I don't have a problem with that. It's just probably the relationship side I probably should start to look at maybe. I guess the therapist thing is like, is there something wrong with me? Is that why I've got to go to a therapist? But then I'm like, well, is that me just being too manly and not admitting to
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that because I uh, you know, you're obviously you're a firefighter, you're a blokey bloke, salt to the earth, down to earth guy. But I don't think you should underestimate what you went through. The end of an engagement, finding out your partner's being unfaithful, and then receiving that text message on Christmas Day, Paul, that is that's a lot to process.
1: In saying all that in that relationship, that was a massive growing curve for me. Personally, because that was the longest one I was, I've been in, and I learnt that trust is a very big thing.
0: Let's talk about kids. How do women react when you meet them on a date and you tell them at your age you don't have kids?
1: Oh, well, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Why don't you have kids? I'm like, well, A, I didn't have a partner to have kids with, so I'm not going to go and have kids just for the sake of having kids. They said, do you want kids? That's the sort of next question that comes along. It's like, well, if the right person, the right thing, Probably. So, and I've only said that probably for the last 20 years. Initially, it was like, nah, not really. The older you get, the more you think, well, it'd be nice to have the family name passed down, take kids out fishing and that, because all my family's interstate. Um, there's nothing wrong with me. I just didn't meet the right person to have kids with.
0: Did you originally think to yourself that you didn't want children?
1: Initially, uh, for a long time, probably till I was about 30, or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. I thought, nah, don't need kids, and I guess probably... Me being a bit selfish too. Think if I have kids, they're going to be a handbrake. I can't do this. I can't go travelling. I can't do this.
0: Are you sure you don't have kids? You had twelve years working in ski resorts. You sure there's none out there, little Pauls running around you don't know about?
1: Someone's knocking at my door. Sorry, i No, there's none out. No, no, no. There's no kids. No, I hope there's no kids. So was I'm that
0: sure. you knocking on the door pretending it was a kid, or was there someone no, actually it was it the pretending it was a kid? <laughs> I've spent a lot of time in ski resorts and um, there's a lot of partying that goes on. I don't know if you had these t-shirts in your resort, but I know in the resorts I've I've been in overseas, sometimes there's a t-shirt that says, if I sleep with you tonight, it doesn't mean I'll ski with you tomorrow.
1: (laughs) I actually have never heard that motto, but I've seen it happen quite a bit through the resorts. Uh, I was lucky enough where I was staying, it was a main thoroughfare and I'd get up early in the mornings and quite often you'd see someone walking and you go, hang on, you don't live down this end of the village. What are you, they are the clothes you had on last night. All right, say no more.
0: Let's talk about dating as a shift worker because I know you've been working as a firefighter for what, almost 20 years now?
1: Almost 20, yeah.
0: That must be tough when you're working shift work.
1: It can be just because of the weekends. A lot of people out there, they have weekends off. That's their only time off. Um, And we work, we get two weekends, full weekends off every eight weeks, which is a big hole in your social life. So you tend to socialise a lot with people from work.
0: Have you ever posed in the calendar? Possibly. (laughs) Oh, you have. What year? I have. What year?
1: I'm not telling you. (laughs)
0: Oh, come on, as if the ladies listening aren't going to go and Google you.
1: <laughs> um, I think it was 2015, I think, 14 or 15. It was funny because I was in May and that's mum's birthday month and she said, did you do May for me? I said, yeah, of course I did. And I had no idea it was going to be May but it made mum feel good.
0: Well, ladies, so if you're Googling 2014, 2015, May, check it out. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> That I was know. a lot of hard work, actually. It wasn't just, oh, I'll just go down and do a calendar shoot. It was about three months of work beforehand.
0: What, really? Of working out?
1: Oh, just, yeah, just dieting because you don't want to diet all in one hit. So I dropped right down, actually, about a month or two after the calendar shoot, actually. That was the best shape I'd ever been in.
0: Such an interesting insight. I didn't realise you guys put all that effort in. I thought you all just walked around looking like that and it was like the photographers turned up, get your gear off and um, put it in a calendar. Oh
1: so yeah, that's it, that's it now that's spot on. You're right, yeah.
0: Do you meet women on the job? What about like paramedics or have you ever carried a woman out of a burning building and your eyes have locked and you've or I watch too many rom coms?
1: Yeah, you've been watching too many too much of that. <laughs> no, it's um the only time I've ever rescued was a puppy dog. And the people were absolutely ecstatic because they didn't have children and that was their baby. So to watch them was just awesome. But, no, never never had a damsel that I've had to carry out or well, not yet touch wood.
0: I know you love your job, but I know that the shift work lifestyle can be really challenging on a relationship and, and especially early stages of dating when you're trying to spend time together and get to know someone. Would you ever consider giving up your job or changing career, if you met someone who ticked every box and seemed to be the one and it was all going smoothly and she just said, I I just can't deal with your lifestyle at work?
1: No, it's one thing that I cannot change and will not change is I took a long time to get into this job. It wasn't just a case of an application. It was over a few years, a few knockbacks. Absolutely love what I'm doing. I work with a great crew and there's nothing in this world uh, that would make me change and leave my job.
0: Not even the perfect woman.
1: Is there such a thing? Um, no, I yeah, the, um, uh, no, I don't think so. I, it's hard to say without that, but I'm like, what do you do, a male 54 that's, you know, I don't have a trade, I don't know where you'd go at 54. So unless she wants to support me, but that's not going to happen. I wouldn't let that happen anyway. Why? I'm too old school. I like to do the right thing. I, yeah, I'd feel guilty taking something and not giving anything back. I guess, even if she's a bazillionaire, it'd be uh, it'd be very difficult. I um, I've just old school values, and I'd hate to be you know. oh, here's your allowance this week. Oh, I just almost makes me cringe a
0: bit. Would you not date a woman who had a job that earned more money than yours?
1: Oh, he- oh I wouldn't hesitate dating a woman that had more made more money than me. There's a few guys at work that um, are married to women that make more money than them, but I wouldn't leave my job and then expect her to pay for everything. Yeah, I'm a bit old school like that.
0: COVID dating, how was that for you? Nothing happening?
1: Uh, zip, zero. Just too, it's too risky because, of, as you know, Melbourne was a very big hotspot with that second wave that came through. I don't want to catch up with someone that I don't really know where they're being. And if I get it and don't know I've got it, because we go to nursing homes for alarms and calls and medical response, if I go there and give it to someone, I wouldn't be able to, I'd just feel so guilty. It'd be hard to live with yourself, knowing that you have given it to someone, knowing that you could have not given it by not going out dating just random people during COVID. Just couldn't do it. So, no, I've been off the books since March.
0: All right, let's talk about online dating. Your experience with RSVP, Mr Top 20, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, that was a long time ago. It must have been when it first started. I must have been only 20 people in it or so. I don't know how he got up in the votes, but yeah, got into the top 20, which was a bit of an ego boost, but didn't really get me too far. But yeah, I had a funny experience on RSVP. Went out with a girl for a date. I told her I didn't have any kids or anything, but my sister's kids were coming down the following weekend. So I borrowed her baby seats and put them in the back of the car and walked out with her to the car and she saw the two baby seats and thought I was lying and had kids. No, nah, no good. Sorry, I'm not lying. It's for my sister's kids and she just didn't believe it. I just thought I was a bloke that had two kids that was cheating on his wife.
0: Had you just treated us to a lovely dinner somewhere?
1: Uh, it was actually Sizzler in the day. So I wouldn't say it was lovely. I've moved on from Sizzler's, I can promise you that.
0: You took her to Sizzler on a first date.
1: Yeah, cool, McCoy, don't worry about that. They had a good Caesar salad there.
0: No, it was the cheesy bread. Was it the cheesy bread?
1: Yes, yeah, that was actually good. Yeah, no, I think that was the only time I ever took someone to Sizzler.
0: I actually think a Sizzler date would be a really great... social experiment you would learn so much about someone how much food they put on their plate whether they you know diligently just do the soup first and then they go back for salad and then they go to Maine do they have dessert don't they
1: that would be very very interesting maybe I should do that next time I don't even know where there's a buffet down here yeah that would be very interesting
0: how do you feel about online dating are you for it has it been working for you
1: Yeah, I'm all for it because it's another way of meeting people. And Like sometimes being a single person at home, you just want to chat to someone. And generally, I reckon within the first five minutes of a conversation, you can figure out whether it's going to end up a date or whether it's just going to say, yeah, thanks for that, see you later. And I've had some conversations that have gone for hours. You know, that's going to end up with a date.
0: When you actually meet them, it it doesn't always translate. There's not always, you know, like fireworks.
1: Yeah, 100%, especially. If you look at the photos and you're like, ooh, hang on, what's going on here? Your um, photos don't quite match your profile. Oh, yeah, those photos are at least five, pardon me, five to ten years old. I'm like, well, what do you got those up for? Oh, I just thought it's easier to meet people. I'm like, yeah, but you're going to meet people and people are going to do exactly what I'm going to do, thanks for the coffee, and then not get contacted again. Just put yourself up. Don't have any preconceived ideas about what other people want. Just be yourself.
0: And so many people have an issue with this. And I know you place a lot of importance on the person looking like their profile photo, but you've just said it yourself. You can be on the phone for hours, have this amazing rapport. Does it really matter if she looks five years older than the profile photo? You already established that you got along and you had a connection.
1: Uh, it does a little bit. It depends. It depends. It's. Um... Because sometimes you meet the person, yeah, it's all good after having the long chats on the phone, but it's just like, and I'm probably oh, not a bit of a snob, no, I'll be honest, a bit of a snob. Like I dress well, but if someone, yeah, you get on well and they roll up and it's just all of a sudden they don't look like what you expect. It's just like, oh, it's like opening a Christmas present and you think you're getting a brand new tonka toy, and you open it up and it's a book. It's like, oh, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah, and that's being a bit shallow, I know. But, yeah, it's yeah, it's just disappointing sometimes.
0: What is that thing you say on your profile? What did you write it oh,
1: If you don't look like your profile picture, I'm going to drink until you do. And trust me, sometimes I reckon the pub would run out of beer. But that's <laughs> if nice
0: you rush. don't look like your profile photo, I'm going to drink until you do.
1: Yeah, because, you know, you've heard the expression beer goggles.
0: Did anyone swipe on you and match with you when you had that on your profile? You know.
1: They thought it was funny. So it was quite, it was just like an opening type line, just an icebreaker. Yeah, and they'll say, no, this is me. Or it's like, I'll send you a photo now of what I actually look like. So you can actually see what they look like.
0: What's instant dismissal photo-wise then? What won't you accept? Because I know I've got a couple of male friends who say they won't swipe on anyone who's got a photo with sunglasses on and they won't swipe on anyone who doesn't have a full-length photo included.
1: 100% with them, So. It's got to be full-length photo. Uh, it has to be not from a distance and it has to be not of two people because you can't tell who's who. No black and white photos. I have to be able to see your eyes. Actually, I wrote that in the profile. I have to be able to see your eyes. If I can't see your eyes, swipe the other way. And please don't be holding a cat in your profile photo because I like cats, but you don't want to be classified as that crazy cat woman. Oh, I know um, none of the filters, some of those apps have got filters that make you look 10, 15 years younger. If that's on there, it's just, not. Nah, forget it. If you don't look yourself, you've got to look yourself. That's what it comes down to. Be yourself. Yeah, you might get as many likes, but you'll probably end up meeting someone more that's liking you rather than the actual photo.
0: Do you know what always makes my profile photos pop? It's when I'm wearing a Leona Edmiston frock. Look, it's no secret that I have been a Leona ambassador for many, many years. And that's because I absolutely love her designs. They're always really flattering, they're beautifully made, stunning prints, and they really are the perfect go-to for any time, really. For work, for special events, Sunday brunch with the girls, or of course, out on a hot date. What I love most about Leona's frocks, though, is that they suit every shape. There really is a frock for everyone and every occasion. You can have a closer look at the designs on Leona's website. That's leonaedmiston.com. And also keep an eye on my Instagram page and my Insta story at Sammy Lucas for some super special Sammy offers. What about red flags? What would be a major red flag on a first date that would make you think, "Mm, don't need to see you again?
1: Biggest one which I've come across is don't expect me to pay I always expect the male to pay. It's the guy who has to always pay wherever we go. I'm like, well, that's the biggest red flag he could ever put up in front of someone.
0: So, someone said that to you on a first date?
1: Yeah, they said it, and that was funny enough, that was the only date. At least yeah, far.
0: I had a really good mate. I wrote about this in my book. He's astounded by the things women ask him about money on their first date. A woman once asked him on a first date, how much money do you have in the bank? He was so appalled that he thought he would sort of take the Mickey out of her, and he told her, "I'm, I'm sorry, I'm actually broke. I'm not working at the moment." This woman actually excused herself after entree to go to the ladies' room and never came back.
1: I reckon he did the right thing. I'd probably do exactly the same. If someone said, "How much money have you got?" I'd say none. Credit card debt? Do you want that? Forget that. Zero. How do
0: you know if the dates going well?
1: Conversation. Conversation flows. There's no pausing. You know, if you look at your watch and like, oh shit, it's two hours, that's gone pretty well. So I don't think I've done dinner for a long time as a first date day because that's mm. a bit scary. So coffee shop normally and hopefully it close. normally pick one that's going to close within two hours in case it's not going so well and you can't get out oh, of there.
0: Really? You give it two hours. Wow. So you don't do the emergency uh, fake call from a friend?
1: I couldn't no. do that. I've, I've thought about it, but I'd get caught out. I'm too honest. I can't lie straight in bed. But, yeah, couldn't do yeah. I know. A friend, she'd been going out with someone probably for 20 years and she went on her first date off one of the dating apps and her two best friends went to the same pub and sat at a table just around the corner. And then she said to the guy she was dating, she said, that's actually my two friends over there. I was too scared to come on my own. I was just going to say the biggest thing I tell people, like especially friends, both male and female, when they're getting on dating apps, say whatever you do, do not meet someone that's not in a public place. Make sure it's a coffee shop. Make sure it's daytime. Don't say I'll go and meet at a beach or go for a walk or especially someone's house. Even if you've spoken to them, just don't do it. Just meet in a public place because you have to see. Anyone can hide behind a speaker. It's not hard to do. Just meet in a public place.
0: For your safety or for theirs?
1: But, um, yeah, just more female friends that that's new on the dating scene. Go to like a big shopping centre and have a coffee in the middle of the shopping centre. That's the easiest way. You're safe just in case something happens. I'm not saying it does, but every now and then you'll hear on the news, you know, mm-hmm. someone met someone off a dating thing and things didn't work out very well at all.
0: I want to go back to this, you know, your your long-term single status. How do you feel knowing that the fact that you're unmarried at your age is actually a red flag for some women? I mean, I guess they kind of consider you a relationship risk. Um,
1: I don't think I am, but I'm sure they do. I have no no hesitation. that They think, oh, it's just like, no, there's something wrong. We can't figure out what's wrong with you. Why are you single? Why haven't you been married? Where are your children? I have no doubt.
0: I read some online commentary about a question on a dating chat group that said, would you date a man over 50 who's never married or had kids? And the overwhelming response was no. And I just want to go through some of the comments and reasons why with you and your reaction to them. So some of the reasons why these women said they wouldn't date a guy like you, he has problems with attachment. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that? Yeah. Uh...
1: Yes, there's no doubt that uh, there are women that think that. I've met a handful of girls probably in the last 15 years that are absolutely amazing, but for one reason or another, they've moved into state. Um, they've either got back with an ex. That happens a bit actually, and just doesn't worked out.
0: What about his too set in his ways?
1: Yeah, that happens as well. A few guys at work said you're old, you're set in your ways. I said, yeah, I know. It there's no doubt about that but the last girl I went out with like awesome person nothing wrong with her at all but just didn't click in the end and I thought don't get out of being set in your own ways go out and just did I just kept going I thought something's gonna click surely something's gonna click soon but it just didn't click so okay. I'
0: Being set in your ways, that's not having chemistry. Being set in your ways, is you're not going to alter any part of your life to integrate someone else into your world or compromise.
1: Oh, I have to to compromise. There's no doubt about it. And the boys at work have said that. They said, you're getting old, you're set in your ways. You're going to have to bend some of the things you do. Otherwise, you're going to be single for a long time.
0: I know, but I'm asking you, Paul, do you think you can?
1: yes. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah, for the right person, definitely, depending on what it was. Like if they said you've got to give up skiing and say see ya.
0: What about going down the list? Yeah. He only wants to date younger women.
1: No, definitely not. I've dated older women before, don't have a problem with it. A lot of people say guys in their 50s want to date women in their 30s. Yeah, they do. There's no doubt about it. But um, I'm just as happy to go out with someone. If I click, it'll be great. Sorry, my voice just went high then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, really i don't mind dating older women mm, sure here is some other comments from would you date a man over 50 um never had no kids and the response was no another reason why he wouldn't be a romantic
1: oh that's crap no definitely not i get told i am a little bit of an old school romantic but no it definitely can be a romantic over 50 it's not just a case of oh let's just go out Definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: What about this one, he's damaged goods?
1: Yeah, I can relate to that, especially uh, when they ask why your last relationship broke up, and that seems to be a question you get a bit, why did it break up? Like, well, probably not. don't ask that question on the first date, but obviously be honest and tell them. Obviously, yet, yet, damaged goods, obviously. Uh, that's, these questions are actually quite good <laughs> relating to that.
0: Do you think you are damaged goods? Are you saying that you, you would agree that you are?
1: Uh, not damaged, but definitely hold back a little bit. I've been damaged, but I've been repaired, Repaired, but the damage is still there. It's like if you drive a nail into the wall, you pull the nail out, the hole's still there.
0: Oh, wait a minute. You know, like that old one where if you, if you break a vase and then you put it back together, you can put the pieces back together, but the vase is never going to be the same? Yeah. I think for some people, though, we are damaged goods and and I say this including myself because, you know, as I said right at the start as well, I'm similar in situation, around the same age, not married, no kids, and people think, oh, there must be something wrong with her, she's too picky or whatever. And I think, though, the reality is I wonder whether people are hesitant to date us because we haven't got those shared experiences of knowing what it feels like to actually be married to someone, to make that commitment, to have and raise children together, understanding what it's like to go through a divorce, which I know for all my friends that are going through it is one of the most traumatic things they've ever experienced. You know, we've missed out on all of that stuff, Paul.
1: There's definitely people that go, oh, well, you've missed out a whole block there. But I'm like, well, well, my answer to that is I haven't missed out. I've just travelled a different route. Life experiences, you just can't beat it.
0: What are you looking for then, marriage?
1: Yeah, get married tomorrow if I could, definitely. So, you know, the one little thing which I actually wrote down that I would like to change and one day I hope to really do change it would be, it sounds silly, is you know your facebook thing it's got your um, status and mine's got single i would love to be able to change that to in a relationship and married for years i wanted that would be to me that not the ultimate but that would be yeah it'd be really nice just to be able to say that
0: oh you're an old school romantic <laughs> sorry uh,
1: sorry my dog's just come up and give me a kiss on the cheek as you said that. <laughs> it's, it's all right
0: Really, that was such a moment and you obviously really felt that moment. It means so much to you. Dogs are so bloody smart. Your dog knew in that moment that you just needed a little cuddle.
1: Yeah, exactly. You talked to him. Talk. Say hello. Good boy.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't think he approves of me. That was not an approving hello. No, that's, he,
1: no, that's his talk. He's a Malamute. That's how they talk.
0: Thank you so much for... Telling your story today, I I kind of feel guilty that I have been guilty of this. Where either I've been set up with a guy, or I've heard about a friend meeting a guy who's over the age of 40, seems to have everything going for him, has a great job, sounds lovely. And then she says, Oh, he's never been married, doesn't have kids. And my first reaction automatically is, Oh, God, what's wrong with him? Which is so hypocritical and ridiculous because I'm never married and I don't have kids, you know, and I always do say my reason is I just haven't met the right guy. And also the thing I say to people now when they ask me is I say not only have I just not met the right guy, I'm actually not afraid to be alone. I'm not willing to be in a relationship with the wrong person just to be able to say I have someone. Are you happy being alone?
1: God, that's exactly what I say. Exactly. Sorry, I'm not stealing your thunder, but I would rather be alone and happy than with someone and not happy. Yeah, because I've got lots of friends, back to what I was saying before, they break up, the next thing they've got another partner, they're getting married again, but I don't know whether they're still happy. They have to have someone around them because they've always had someone around them, and that's so true in so many cases. But I'm happy on my own, but I'll be happy with someone and it's the right person though.
0: You're just looking forward to that day. You can change your Facebook status. I'd love to change it.
1: I would be rapt to change it because I'd love to see the likes and comments that come through on it. But, yeah, it's just a little, little, little thing like that. That would make my day. But it's just for the right person.
0: Well, thank you so much, Paul. I, I do hope one day you get to change your Facebook status and I really, really hope you find what you're looking for.
1: Thanks, Sammy. Same with you.
0: This podcast is produced by me, Sammy Lucas. Audio director is the delightful Robbie Wood. You can track down Paul's half-naked photo in the Victorian firefighters' calendar. Okay, I know you want to. The year is 2016. The month is May. And you can find out more about me, this podcast, or my book at my website, sammylucas.com.